What's that? Oh, it's my light box. I got it because the winter has been just so, so is it like brutal. One of those like just... sunlight imitators. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, you could have told us not to look directly at <laughs> it before you turned it on. Why did you warn us? I didn't know it was going to be that bright. I usually use it. You use it during the daytime. You don't. Why? It's so bright. You don't look directly at it. You like. You didn't tell us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm what sorry. Is <laughs> and then you blind us. I'm sorry. Like I think it was so bright. It was perfect. black in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like I could just see the image of the light. <laughs> It was everything and nothing all at once. That's its lowest setting. <laughs> <laughs> There's two settings that are higher than that. Why? For the daytime? What is its purpose? Please. Never do that again. <laughs> I'm over here. She doesn't know. <laughs> She's blinded. Oh, the sound of my voice. Welcome back to Catching Up David. So tonight's episode is about Frozen. Some facts about Frozen came out in 2013. It's loosely based on Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen in that there is a queen and also a lot of snow. That's basically it. It stars Kristen Bell, who I only know as the sloth lady, Edina Menzel, Jonathan Groff, Santino Fontana, and Josh Gad as Olaf the Snowman. What else? They won two Academy Awards for Best Song in Let It Go and Best Animated Feature. It also won like a BAFTA and a bunch of other stuff. It's the highest grossing animated film of all time, the best selling film of the year, and the all time best selling Blu-ray movie in America. Is it really? Yes. The all time best selling Blu-ray? Yes, it is. Oh, oh good for Frozen. There you go. So a brief plot summary too, in case you haven't seen it. Frozen is the story of Anna and Elsa, two princess sisters in the kingdom of Arendelle. Elsa is born with strange ice powers that she has trouble controlling, which leads her to nearly killing Anna as a child. Afraid of her powers, Elsa locks herself away in the castle, and her parents play a role in that as well. <laughs> uh, she refuses to speak with anyone for years, even after their parents die in a shipwreck that occurs over about four bars of Do You Want to Build a Snowman? <laughs> On the day of Elsa's coronation, Anna meets Prince Hans, who she immediately connects with. He asks her to marry him, and Anna, after years of aloneness without her sister, agrees. But Elsa will not bless the marriage, and in her rage, her powers are revealed, engulfing Arendelle in eternal winter. Elsa flees to the mountains, where she builds a castle of ice, and Anna goes after her, helped by Iceman Kristoff and his reindeer Sven. There's a talking snowman, a betrayal or two, a frozen heart melted by an act of true love, frozen. There you go. I also don't want to give too much away of the ending. That's you true. haven't seen it, like I hadn't. Maybe, <laughs> like hadn't. maybe, 
maybe you should. Seeing it for the first time, I went into knowing basically nothing about it. I'd, I'd literally heard Let It Go for the first time just by accident a couple of weeks before we watched. It was in the grocery store or something. And I knew that was the movie's big song. But other than that, I didn't know anything about the plot or the other songs or anything else about it. I was as blind to watching as you could get six years after the highest grossing animated film of all time was released. It's impressive how little you knew, I knew considering how everywhere it is. Basically is nothing. Yeah. So the first thing that struck me about it was just like how dark the movie was. The opening five minutes are just, they're so brutal. Anna almost dies. Elsa's traumatized and shuts everyone out. The parents die in like three seconds. There's so much crying. <laughs> All she wants to do is build a snowman. <laughs> I know, and I like that song a lot. Just I think that's that like, a good song. Just, it starts out like super like fun, catchy beat, and then you're like, oh. And she's like sadness, fighting parents. back tears by the, yeah, the end yeah. of it. And I think it carries the exposition well, too. Yeah. The, parent, the parents die in a shipwreck over like four bars and yeah. she wants to build a snowman. And I just, I think it's a good song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, just give her the one thing, Elsa. <laughs> she just wants to build like, a snowman. And what bothers me about Elsa the most, I think, was something I didn't realize until we watched it together, which is that it wasn't so, like Elsa was controlling her powers fine, really. She just tripped and like misaimed at yeah. Anna. Yeah. So it wasn't really about like, her being afraid of her powers and not being able to control them. Well, and then so she people suggested she was afraid of well, her powers. Well, then she couldn't... They had to, like, erase all memory of magic from Anna's mind. So that's why she was keeping it hidden. No, I know that, but, like, she didn't need to... The right. trolls were very, like, you must learn to control it. And oh, that wasn't yeah, really okay. the issue. Yeah. She just That's slipped. because she was probably, like, seven at the time. And yeah. they're, like, the idiot seven-year-old doesn't <laughs> like, know how to work her ice powers. I guess no one was there. Yeah. Anna, was, Anna was getting a little bit ahead of herself, too. She yeah, was, she she was so, she she was so like, high. No, no. It was as much Anna's fault because they're children and they're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's an honest mistake. Yeah. But, Although yeah. you could argue that, like, her interacting with other people would have been much better practice for keeping it under control around other people. One could argue than that. Staying in her room. <laughs> it's not a good plan, but it does feel very fairy tale. Like it here's does. how we're gonna solve this problem yeah. by just shutting everyone out, talk to no one, stay in your room for what was yeah. it like fifteen years? Sixteen years. Something like that. She's twenty one. Yeah. She is twenty one. It doesn't say that in the movie. I know but it says that on Wikipedia, <laughs> so I know that as well. So where does Frozen rank in your own, like, personal Disney pantheon? Top five? It's not my top, top five. Ten. Well, it's also different because you have, like, Disney, and then you have Disney Princess. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of fair. people separate Because them. a lot of my, I think one of my favorite Disney movies is a Disney Princess movie. Okay. But then if I were to do just Disney Princess, it would probably be higher. But even then, I haven't thought about this okay. in any time. Organizing my favorite Disney movies stresses me out, and I don't like doing it. Well, you have to do it right <laughs> no. now. <laughs> yeah. Anna is one of my favorite princesses, I think. I really like Anna. I like her. She's a good nun. Yeah, she's fun. The scene where she wakes up and she's, like, completely contorted in her bed means yeah. a lot to That's relatable. Yeah, it was the first time a Disney princess woke up and, like, was a relatable like, stance. Perfectly, like, Sleeping Beauty waking up after years of, or however long it was, I don't even remember. Oh, like, yeah. perfect makeup, perfect hair. No, Anna's 
letting the world know yeah. how it really is. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Oh, she's also fun. Like, she's lively and, like... She's got spunk. Yeah, and she's no one else... Spunky. I'm the only person who's ever said this about her. No one has agreed with me yet. But she knows how to use money. Like, it really bothers me that Disney princesses almost never use money. There's a scene That's in true. Little Mermaid where Ursula is, like... Payment and her alien's like, but I don't have any money. And I get it, like you personally don't have any because you don't really need it. But also it's nice to see Anna use her weight as princess in the movie when mm-hmm. she buys everything that Kristoff needs in order mm-hmm. to get him to help her. Like right. it's a really little thing. Yeah. It's not about asserting power or anything. It's just about using her resources. And I appreciate that. But she I does like that. too that it's more of like a subtle thing. Like they don't show oh, her yeah, actively no. like buying it because I feel like then someone would be like, Wow, she's just using her money and yeah. manipulate people yeah. they do it in like a very good structured way it, it's it's subtle you don't think about it i agree unless you're me in which case i have thought about it because i like <laughs> it because you're a weird i don't know i don't know where it is in my list well where is where is anna in your list of princesses then who's your favorite princess my favorite is a tie between rapunzel and Belle. okay I don't know, she like might be next. I like Elsa. I feel like a lot of people like Anna a lot, and rightfully so. She's great. But I feel like a lot of people went for Anna like, ah, oh, yes, happy-go-lucky. And then you have Elsa who's like, conceal, don't feel. And I'm like, yes, I'm here for the emo drama. And it's great. And then she has a transformation. She's feeling feeling great where she rips out her bun yeah. which is a lovely bun but like it's, it's a, a very bun. satisfying moment when it yeah and then she like, pushes her hair back yeah and she swoops in and the way oh, she like, walks wonderful. through the door she's like owning it yeah yes and i'm Slaying it yeah she's like Shh, i don't need people i'm like no you don't you're fine <laughs> just stay in stay there forever do it's the good. same thing people. you've been doing but better but better now because no one's making you yeah and you've got your own castle now yeah She's a queen. She can just like rule from a distance and yeah. be like every third month, be like, I proclaim this. I feel like that's not how it would go. So no. I'm gonna be like, we can't have an absent queen. She, she clearly but, didn't want it. No. Who's your favorite princess, Hallie? My favorite? And I don't know. I don't like choosing right favorites. Now, and it five, like changes four, depending on three, like right now. Two, things. I like Rapunzel a lot, but I also really like um, Pocahontas. I like Pocahontas, aside from the very true issues with, like, adapting the Native American tale. I like Pocahontas herself. If you separate the movie from the actual historical events, then it's fine. I get it. I just, I like Pocahontas a lot. Also, I like Cinderella. I think she has a very quiet strength and dignity, and I respect that. I admire it. Oh, Mulan's up there. She's great. Mulan, you can argue, is not a princess, though. Okay, I'm not gonna get into but who, it. <laughs> she's like often regularly. I know she's regularly included. So you have to we're, decide whether she's we're doing included. That. Are we including Mulan? We're Mulan's including Mulan. A boss. Yeah. Mulan is great. She's included. Okay. I'm trying to shut up Mulan. I'm not trying to shut up Mulan. I just love is an open door. Been of the opinion <laughs> that if you're going to include Mulan, you should also include like Megara, and Asmerelda. No. Because, <laughs> Why? because Mulan, like, she's not a princess, but, like, her role is, like, synonymous to princess. Like, Moana is not technically a princess. She's, like, the chief's daughter. Which is, like, relatively equivalent to Okay, but to Magara is, like, though. 
Hades's henchman. I don't remember. Did you call him Megara? Yeah. That's, that's not right, is it? That's not, that's not right at all. What is I it? I mean, like, Megara? Oh, so I'm not, like, too far off. I was thinking that it was going to be, like, her name is Tiffany. <laughs> okay. Megara. Megara is Megara. Hades's henchman, which is not, like, a princess role. And I do not remember Hunchback of Notre Dame that well, but wasn't she also not a I mean, I guess if you're position? using, like, main character as a prerequisite for being included in Disney Princess, you would Yeah, but that's them. not what we're doing. I was giving you the argument, <laughs> and you just fought <laughs> against me. If we're not making the main character um, the no. focus, then, yeah. No, they could be, like, the female leads. It's okay, like Kristoff, he's not a prince. Like, if you're going truly Disney princes. Yes, he is. He's, he's together with Anna. Okay, but they're not like. He's like. Together. Not a okay, in the beginning. If you count. Not a like, prince yet. Aladdin as yeah. prince. Like, he never marries Jasmine, but he's with her what? in the end. I thought they got married. They do, but like in the movie itself, there's an argument whether they do at the end, but it, they, they never like. Then the third one, they get married, but that's. That's the third That's one. That's the third <laughs> one. <laughs> the third one's not watching before then. Mulan is included. <laughs> we can include Megara. Megara. Fine. You're just, you're just being difficult. I'm going and to I come up with a out. very specific multi-layered Venn diagram of what and what to not. Multi-layered Venn diagrams. Yeah. Circles on top of circles. Haven't you seen those? Overlapping up Where they have circles. like the four circles. And it will be like vampire, werewolf, this, this, and then there's like one commonality. Have you not seen that? No. That was a meme for a while. Okay. Anyway. I believe you. <laughs> you know your memes. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. And it will narrow it all down. Great. Okay. I look forward to never seeing that. Yeah, it's not <laughs> but maybe. Probably not. So one of the things I was really interested in was the relationship between Anna and Elsa. Do you think Elsa cares for Anna or does she just like resent her? Because part of part of what I was thinking is like it could be argued that Anna is the reason that Elsa has like a life of loneliness. Like if it wasn't for nearly killing her, her parents wouldn't have locked her away. And like, I don't know, she she treats her really coldly. Throughout, but also like, I don't think so. Do you do you think do you think that she cares for her? I mean, it seems like with the way her parents re like obviously her parents reacted the way they did because Anna's like one of their daughters. Of course, they're going to like rush to save her. But it seems like, if anything, if they had had one of the housekeepers who was like a friend of Elsa's, and then she did something, and then they like slipped and broke their back or something. I feel like the parents would be like, no, no, your powers are dangerous. People get injured around it. And they probably would have reacted a similar way. I think it makes it harder because she's her sister. Because that's obviously got to mess things up. And I don't think she like, I don't know, maybe she like slightly does. But I think it's more of a like, got to keep everyone safe. I People think can't know I'm suffering. Elsa's you know, drama. I think Elsa spends too much time resenting herself to have yeah. enough energy left over to resent Anna. And, I mean, it's an interesting point, and I think it's cool to look at it that way. But Elsa spends so much time telling Anna, like, you're not safe with me, yeah. and, like, 
Like, so maybe safety like an is Aaron priority, and I feel like in no part of her songs is she ever like, Anna sucks, gotta get away from right, that right. I don't, I don't mean that like she thinks Anna sucks, but I think there might be part of her that is the, not really meanness, but like Anna finds love right away, or like thinks she does anyways, with Prince mm-hmm. Hans. And like that's something else has never really experienced. And I think she she finds a connection with somebody else, which Elsa has just also kind of been starved for her whole life. Right. I don't know. Elsa just seems so resigned to continuing to starve herself, but I don't know that she's focused much on. Yeah. I mean, I guess she did keep Anna locked in the castle with her right. for all that time. As Anna became an adult, she, Anna could have... Yeah, she doesn't, like, she doesn't... Bless the marriage. Well, even they after... just met. <laughs> Would you bless that marriage? But yeah, she even like she makes even after hurting Anna again in the castle, like when she freezes her heart or whatever, she just like makes this giant snow beast to get rid of them. She no, doesn't even true. she doesn't even ask if she's okay. She just like that's because she's got like a lot. A of she's like, oh no, I set off like an eternal winter. I don't know how to undo this. Everyone's upset. Anna came here unexpectedly. Why is there a snowman and a strange man here? What's going on? It and is so, super and funny, it's though. also like, save yourself. Be rid of me. But it is super funny, though, that she's like, Anna, you're not safe here. You need to leave to be safe. And then she's like, here's a snowman that, like, <laughs> throws you off a cliff. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. It's not the best method. And I'm okay with them not handling things well. But Anna that makes gone a good story, but as her sister, who, like, Trekked all the way there to save Elsa, though. Would Anna have gone if Elsa had just been like, no, go? She would have been like, um, no. Actually, she was, her heart got hit, so maybe. But that's more of like a medical concern than it is not. What is, what is your point? I'm not sure what you're talking about. She creates this monster to like have her go, and that's not very nice. But I'm saying like, Anna is such a nice person person though that I feel like it would take someone creating a monster to literally throw them out of the castle before she'd be like okay fine I guess I should go I feel like if Anna or if Elsa had just said like no <laughs> leave Anna would not have so I feel like the monster was sort of it was it was a quick jump like there but, could have been more like I'm telling you you need to go but I feel like it, it made sense to me yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense, but it also doesn't speak well for Elsa caring about Anna. To be fair, she hasn't really interacted with her for the last like, right. 15 I, years. Yeah. I I'm mean, not saying that that's like out of resentment, but like, I mean, you saw them when they first interacted at the, at the ball. Yeah, they were like, hello. Like, Anna gets pushed close to her, then she like steps to the side a little because she doesn't... I mean, Anna looks more afraid of interaction than Elsa there. Well, that's funny because Anna's just constantly getting shut down. I mean, no, that's true. Like, I don't blame her. And, like, she's the, like, Elsa, because Anna spent so much time asking and getting denied, Elsa's the one in charge of rekindling the relationship. Yeah. Right. And I like that she's like, you look beautiful, and starts a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, like, she just seems so genuine and warm there. Like, like not quite warm, but, like, she's trying to be warm. Mm. And that's her thing. I think she's, like, trying to be warm and be a good person, but... People told her from very early on that she is a monster, so she's just <laughs> going to believe that. And her parents went along with it, too. That's so that's going to mess you up. Aside from feeling like Disney wouldn't write that subplot <laughs> into, into their movies, I also don't see it communicated in the movie, but it's a really interesting point to think about. 
and yeah. I like it and would have, and think that would have made a really interesting sort of thing to explore in the movie itself. Yeah. I guess I was sort of, it made me wonder like how important love in general is to Elsa or like humanity. Like if she has deep affection for other people or if, I don't know, she was definitely going to kill the Wesselton guys. Yeah, before. but like they were going <laughs> to kill her. So like I'm okay with so, that. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean sort of they were going to kill her. They were going to kill her. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It it's sort of, she experienced there were it definitely beforehand. ways of dealing with them without pushing that guy off the balcony with her ice powers. It is like, she does draw it out. If it had been like crushed with an ice block really, really quickly in immediate reaction to the bow and arrow, it wouldn't have been as morbid as like the really slow ice spike going at yeah, the guy. Yeah, the slow know? ice so spike is... and then like pushing like the ice wall that was like going to push that guy off the... Right. Oh, I liked that. I was like, yeah, they had it coming. I mean, they did. <laughs> Just push him right off. One of them looks like Don Jr., the guy without the beard. I don't know. I try not to see Don Jr.'s face. Uh, he's so got, He's got the same like, he's got the same smarmy face. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, she's going to... How you guys think Anna is a monster or not Elsa? I think she's a monster. I think she's a monster. Like, every time I try to say, no, I think Elsa's a good person for this, Hallie, unfortunately, sometimes agrees with me. But you are like, yeah, but what about this scenario where she doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, yeah. You're as bad as the parents. She had some rough circumstances. I I understand. I'm just... Curious. It, it's an interesting characteristic of her that she seems like everybody in this is a good segue into the other thing I wanted to talk about, but like how alone everybody is in the movie. But she's one of the few characters who embraces that and is happy without other people. Because she was told that if she interacted with other people, they would all turn against her or she would hurt them. So I think part of it is just like, this is my life. Okay. I don't think she's necessarily happy with it, but I think she's like, it's what you got to do. I feel like embrace is maybe too strong a yeah. word. Embrace, because cause she's not like, woohoo, loving this trapped alone in my room, not talking to anyone. It feel, yeah, what she does feels out of necessity or like she feels like she has to. She like, feels like, like resigned to Punishment it. sort of a thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily what she wants. It's what she's used to. Yeah. So it's what yeah. she wants on a surface level. Well, a lot of it has to do with, a lot of everybody's loneliness also has to do with trauma. You know, she shuts herself away or slash is shut away after this traumatic thing of harming Anna and like all the fear that comes with that. But she also, there was a, there was a, a line, I think she was talking with Anna where Anna's like, you belong, or no, um, Elsa says, you belong down in Arendelle. And Anna says, so do you. And she says, no, I belong here alone where I can be who I am without hurting anybody. And I guess that's what I mean by embracing it. She wants to be who she is and have her ice powers and like live in her ice castle. And part of that is, is fear of hurting other people. But I think part of it is just like coming to terms with who she is as a person. I don't know. It seems like it's like sort of both of them like I'm sure after a while you sort of learn to adapt and she feels comfortable because when she's alone she doesn't have to worry about all that so she's like I can do whatever I want she has amazing the whole let it go sequence to get to that point too yeah which is so I I think by that point it was this is better for everybody including me 
instead of like, like like before it was this is better for everybody i have to make the sacrifice yeah and then in the castle it's like this is better for everybody including me like we yeah. can get a solution that works for everybody yeah. plus the catalyst was that everyone at that point had found out and she right. accidentally did the whole thing and then everyone reacted so horribly she had the baby's yeah. crying the mom like turned the baby away the ultimate like you are a threat to society if you are being my child uh-huh. and so I mean, yeah, she's, like, sort of embracing it, but it still is under the catalyst of she let it show instead of letting it go. And it did not work out well. And part of it was, like, Anna. She didn't know. But even then, she tried to be like, no, no, she didn't mean it. It was an accident. But everyone turned against her. So I think it was more like she had always been told this would happen. She never Uh actually experienced it. And then she finally showed people that she had... Magic powers and oh, what does slimy guy say? She's a monster. Yeah, oh, was it? What did he say? Yeah, I thought I he think. said something. I thought he said like a one word like insult. Monster. Like, Except that's not even like no, yeah, well, me. Oh, is she it, was like, is it like witchcraft? Oh, so was, I think that. Sorcery. Sorcery. But he okay. says it with like not a nice tone. No, and he's so not. <laughs> I think he's not pleased. <laughs> I think she probably was always like she would look super sad when Anna would come knocking on the door. It's not like she didn't want to interact with her. She felt like she couldn't, and then it finally came out, and then people reacted the way she was told from a young age that they would. So I think that was, let it go, was her accepting, like, okay, yeah, no, fine, I'll be alone. So maybe, like, temporarily embracing it. Yeah. The movie well, she takes feels... place over the course of, like, two days. Yeah, I mean, she does <laughs> feel like a lot of freedom once she's decided to live her life the way she's going to. Yeah. It's a tricky question because I don't think that there are consequences to her wanting to just be herself in that, like, Arendelle is going to remain frozen and that she won't come back and face the responsibility of doing whatever she needs to do. But that's also her, like, using her powers, so it it ties in. I guess the choice between, like, being herself and then doing, like, the right thing isn't, like strong enough for me or mutually exclusive enough for me for that to be a theme but i wish that it was because i think that would have been more interesting like i think her being like screw all of you guys i'm gonna do my own thing and be who i want to be finally after all these years mm-hmm. would have been a super a really strong plot choice that doesn't quite communicate as is because because it's all coded as no i need to protect you being away so the choice is still framed as for others rather than explicitly for herself mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think there's there's some of it though is for herself that's sort of let it go right that she feels so yeah that's what i'm saying freeing like, she lets her hair down well she has <laughs> like, that moment there. and then it comes back and it's like eternal winter like it's there but i think it's like a small moment. I think if she hadn't hurt Anna and that had ended differently, then that theme would be there. But she hurt Anna, and that's what ends the scene, mm. and what and what propels the story forward. Yeah. So, like, I like what you're saying, and would have almost preferred the movie do that because I think it's 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 like an interesting story choice that Disney doesn't really tackle. So there's always Frozen too. There's always Frozen that's too. True. We don't know Coming the plot out. of that yet. That's true. Yeah, so that's that's Elsa being alone. Anna also obviously alone to the point that she's like talking to the paintings and literally throws herself at the first man that she meets. Yeah. And she's 
she's just so starved for love. She's willing to trust anyone who will give her the time of day, basically. Which also, I don't know. I think there's... It, it was really interesting looking at or thinking about the traumatic experiences of all of the characters. Mm-hmm. We don't really know about Kristoff's background that no, much. No, that... It, it, it drives me up the wall, but I'm we don't. I'm mostly confused, and for whatever reason, it didn't click until this time that we watched it, that he was with the Iceman people, mm-hmm. and yeah. then followed these rocks. Like, But no one, no one thought to be like, there's a little six-year-old wandering <laughs> like, around. Yeah, like, we should keep tabs on him. Was he just with them because he wanted to be? He was dressed like them. Yeah. Presumably, yeah. one of them provided him with those clothes. So a father figure of some kind was, was, was right. with him. And then he just disappeared. And no one looked for him. The trolls were just like, I'm going to keep you. And right. no one is as horrified by that line as I no. want them to be. It's <laughs> yeah. like, they just yeah. kind of kidnapped him. And it's fine. Yeah. Trolls are fun. But, and, and then it bugs me too when um, he's like, Anna, I know someone who can fix your hair. I've seen them do it before. And it's like, but are you aware it's, it's for her? It's for this person? You should be. Mm-hmm. You were old enough to remember when you saw it. And they were all very clearly like, it's the king yeah. with the princesses. Like, he should know all the backstory. He should know that she has ice powers because he watched the whole thing. Mm. Like, like he, he, okay. should, he should know things and the movie should acknowledge that he knows things or explain why he forgot. Do they say it's the king when he's there to see it? I think so. Because at first I was like, I don't know, you forget things when you're a kid. You know I mean, that no, like something true. happened, but yeah. you don't like... But, no, but for sure. Remembers... But if they had said, like, it's the king, then I feel like he might be like, hey, that was the king's daughters they did that to. Yeah. You're one of those daughters. Right. I don't know. The, Christoph's lack of backstory really bugs me because I love him and I want to know. Yeah. Maybe Frozen Maybe 2 for coming out this November. Yeah. But there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely something going on. Like, he only has, he only really has Sven in his life. Yeah. And he talks to himself just from being alone and like being alone all the time doing weird things to you. Like he talks to himself as if Sven is talking to him. And I really liked that. And a lot of people really liked that too because it made the primary animal companion like... The thing that a lot of people liked about Frozen was that Disney seemed to be moving away from its... Not stereotypes, isn't the right word, but from its hallmarks, you know? Like like, it it didn't abandon them because like what would be the point of a Disney movie without all the fun Disney stuff? But it, it updated them a little bit. So Sven doesn't talk or do that much communication-wise. And, uh-huh. like, we get the gag of Kristoff, like, doing a Sven voice. And it's, like, fun. And it's endearing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the you can't marry a man you just met. Which right. everyone acted yeah. was, like, revolutionary for Disney. <laughs> I know. Okay, guys. It's not how this like went down. Like, right. I think it was cool that, like, we got that blatant acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a good move for the story. Mm-hmm. But everyone was acting like, like flipped out I about know. that. And it's, and like, it's like, I sure I get it, but like going back to Mulan, who maybe is a princess in her books, <laughs> we don't know. It's not like she. Oh God, shame! I was like, what's his name? It's not like she like married him instantly. Like yeah, they had like obviously for the story like the instant attraction between the characters, but has anyone ever truly? Like, gotten married just like that. Aside from maybe, like, the older ones. But that was also, like, the 50s when those came out. Like, Cinderella (laughs) is with the prince. 
at night and they they don't just share one dance though like the montage of the ball is them walking around through the gardens and yeah. chatting and stuff because applied they like got to know yeah. each other it's still one night but it's also cinderella and it's yeah. a fairy tale so like it's heightened you they're know? also like, the like romance is heightened yeah and like ariel decides she loves eric after seeing him like nearly drown but i mean he's very attractive who would so, like who would they love him when that? they just like see so, him on the boat be like yeah okay. and like i know the line like daddy i love him is like a little bit silly and maybe yeah. just shouldn't be paired with the word daddy because it it's kind of infantilizing but also like it's it's a fairy tale so right. it, it's everything like has to be heightened and a little bit more dramatic so i've never come away thinking right. like i'm gonna fall in love in the course no. of an evening like, like no it's just fun i to think watch. there are enough things that you have a suspension of disbelief like no i don't believe a fairy godmother is going to turn my dress into a magical ball the pumpkin's going to become a carriage and i'll get to go like god wouldn't that be nice could, though that would be <laughs> also cinderella didn't ask for a prince she asked to go to the ball that yeah. was all right. that she wanted and so i feel like people have a all, night out on the town yeah, like, <laughs> Come on, in a fabulous dress, let her have this. I feel like people... Girls just want to have fun. They really do. That's all they really want. That's all they just want to go to the ball. But, um, yeah, so I feel like people are fine being like, children will understand that. I don't know, I just, it seems like they, they focus on certain things. Like, you can have a suspension of disbelief for, like, the magic part of it, but you won't have the suspension of disbelief of, like, the we are supposed to believe that the magic of romance happened... Over two days, and he just felt this great. Con- I don't know. It, it I mean, me. I get it. Kids are impressionable. Like yeah, kids are dumb. You want to make sure movies are preaching good morals and stuff. But like, I don't know. It just seems like a whole separate issue from a happily ever after sort of yeah. true love thing. But I'm glad that Frozen did that line because it's like fun and different. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know what my original point that. was because now we went on a tangent. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of Hans. Yeah. Do you do you believe? Hans at all because like Hans if if you do believe his story he's also like really lonely and like had brothers who literally pretended he didn't exist while he was growing up brothers are garbage I don't know like it's like love is an open door like it winds up being a pretense to um just marry Anna and rule the kingdom but like he presents himself as somebody who's never had anybody like Anna in his life that he really has a connection with you could I don't believe Hans. I don't buy into that. No, but I think it's interesting how you mention everyone's loneliness because that's not something I had thought about before. Obviously, we all think of like Elsa trapped in her room and then Anna. You can sort of think like to a certain degree because you at least see her like wandering around the castle and say, talking to the paintings, which is not a great interaction. But what but, a good like, scene though. I really like when she jumps up and like and hang does, in there, Joan. Yeah, it's. But I feel like I had not considered Hans as, like, the 13th forgotten child. And Kristoff, he had the trolls at least, but not, like, humans. Yeah, he doesn't have any human companionship. It's just the Mm -hmm. trolls and his reindeer. That's how it be sometimes. (laughs) Galileo. (laughs) I cut you off. I'm not apologizing Mm -hmm. for but I'm acknowledging it. It's not okay, but I remember what I was going to say. The thing about Hans is that... He isn't actually that bad when he takes charge. Like, no. he's not going to run it into the ground like Scar did uh, in right. The Lion King. He he has a good handle on things, and he, like, somehow, he somehow advances his own plan while not, while appearing to care about Elsa and while not directly angering 
the the Lord of West, the Duke of Wesselton. You mm-hmm. know, he he's just really good at like pleasing a lot of people at once, yeah. but still moving things forward. Like I don't think he would have been a bad ruler had he been given a shot. But being ignored by siblings yeah. also doesn't make murder okay. No. It's true. So it's like, cool, still murder. Yeah. Do you think that it's like his lack of connection that makes him evil? Maybe. No. I mean. Because he said that he had two brothers who pretended. I think he said it was two, right? Yeah. Or did say two of them? Yeah, two of his brothers crazy. that pretended he didn't exist. You still have ten other brothers. <laughs> I almost said eleven. I would not know. You still have like ten other brothers and parents and everything, and presumably they didn't Wait, shut you in the door. No, it was thirteen brothers. He's the fourteenth. I thought he said he was thirteenth in line. I could have so he has 12 brothers. Put the movie is that, on! <laughs> is that a mistake in the movie that no one has found? Or are you remembering this incorrectly? People would have found it. Like, instantly. I'm sure someone... No, no, if it exists, someone would have found it and I would yeah. have seen it by now, so I know that I'm wrong. Yeah, of course. <laughs> carry on. It's of but, 10 other brothers who presumably 10 didn't other brothers him. who presumably didn't ignore him, like... No, dude. I, again, I think had he been given a chance, he seems like smart. He knows how to like talk to people and he knows how to be a good ruler. Like we have fresh this in the hall. Here are blankets. Here's this. People like can go inside when it's right? cold. Like, <laughs> I won't. You cannot freeze if you want. Like, Decent decisions. But like, so he's got a good head on his shoulders, but I think he just became so filled with his own like, oh, I'm never going to get anywhere. That he decided, like, I need an evil plan to pull yeah. this off. And I, I think he was just in it the whole time. I mean, he said at the end, spoilers, that he was like, oh, yeah, I was just going to, like, have also have an accident or something. So he knew from the get-go. And he was like, you just getting fell Elsa out of the way was always part of his plan. Yeah. Like, he had to murder her somehow. Like, I think if he had not done this here with these particular princesses, well, princess and queen, it would have been the next coronation ball that he has to go to. He would have found some other sister and fallen in love with her. I firmly believe he could have succeeded in his plan. I really like Hans as a Disney villain. He's he's smart. He's, I like him. Yeah, he's no. a tool, but... No, he is, but that's what makes him such a good villain. And right? the movie's biggest mistake, as I mentioned right after we didn't watch it, was not giving him a villain song. You said right after we didn't watch it? Right after we watched it. You said after we didn't. That's weird. Play it back. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I got confused because I. We didn't watch a villain song. We, That's we true. Because there wasn't there one. There wasn't a villain song. That's what I'm trying to say. There wasn't a villain song, and the villain song that didn't exist was not a, a Love is an Open Door reprise. I, I don't know why that wasn't that a thing. That should have been. This should have been a thing. Frozen 2! Frozen 2! Just throw Hans back in there. Give him a villain song. Yeah. There's not a villain song in Frozen 2. I'm going to be really upset. Villain songs villain are songs. the best ones in like every Disney movie. Like my friends on the other side. That's so like dark and yeah. creepy and I love That's it. That's wonderful. It's Poor crazy. Unfortunate Souls. Gaston. Yeah. Gaston is legendary. Like No one Hans, else has expectorating. Hans could have had a really cool villain song. He could have. Because he's also like, Gaston's whole thing was like, brute, but Gaston... Hans is like very Gaston's. Gaston's. <laughs> That's their ship name. <laughs> I didn't consider shipping them until this moment. Until right but I'm now. so here for it. 
But, um, that is my new <laughs> shit. Brains the brains He's like, because Gaston is all about, you know, like, the brute strength, and I was just, like, better than people. But Hans, like I said, is very, like, smart, and he thought this whole thing through, and he, like, tricked everyone, so he would have had a really good one if they had written it well, obviously. Well, it could but, have like, been, like, like, I think, it's not like he changes his voice or mannerisms that much, no. but I think that when he says, oh, Anna, if only there was somebody who loved you, is very chilling. Yeah. I think that's a really, I think the switch is very cool, and yeah. I feel like his song could have been a switch from a pleasant love is an open door type thing to yeah. a really sinister, Especially, if only there was somebody who loved you sort of a deal. I think what's even like better about it, but also still like creepier about it, is that he says it so calmly. And then while he's talking to her, he just casually like closes the doors, yeah. shuts the blinds, pours water on the fire. So like he's explaining this very calmly and he knows that what he's doing is literally going to kill her. But he's just like... Telling his grandmaster plan, as villains do, yeah. and just calmly, just shutting out all warmth and everything. And I just, oh. It's a good, like, creepy cool. turn already, and then he just, like, keeps going with Would've it. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I like, I, I like Hans and Phil, which is why I, I don't know, like, I, I like don't not him. believe him, because having older siblings is terrible. It's I am the youngest <laughs> of four girls. So, uh, so you like, have three older siblings. Have, that's correct. <laughs> the math ends up. I have three older siblings. And, like, youngest children, from my own experience, have a way of, of undergoing legitimate trauma when they're kids from their older siblings, but also exaggerating that trauma. Like, it gets to be to a point where you're like, everything they do is terrible. No one loves me. Like, God, I am yeah. the most wretched soul in existence. I feel like Hans could easily have fallen into that. Like, I'm so mistreated kind of a Someone kind of a had to have like this child i mean it's that whatever year this was wasn't it like 18 20 30 something i don't know I don't remember these kids are probably being like popped out like each year so it's not like he didn't have like a sibling well obviously You're we don't know but i assume <laughs> that he probably had siblings who were like close in age i'm also the youngest of three so i have Two siblings, <laughs> but so like yeah, you can like over be over dramatic. My one sister, because she's nine years older, probably at sixteen, did not want to hang out with her seven-year-old sister. But then I naturally was like, she hates me, yeah. because that's your logic when you're seven. Uh -huh. um, but still, I had my other older sister. There's like a four-year age gap. We get along just fine. I don't believe that none of Hans's brothers liked him, and then if none of them did, they probably had a reason. They're probably maybe like, this he's like been awful sucks. at home because he is putting on a show here. Yeah. Also, I it's, a show. it's really funny thinking about it now that none of his brothers came to Arendelle. <laughs> like, what, like, what kind of strings do you think he had to pull to go alone? Although <laughs> I, the one argument I've seen for why he might be in love with Anna is that after she walks away, because, you know, the whole coronation is about to begin and they met in the boat, is that when he looks at her, he has, you know, like, the love-struck look in his eyes and he's all like, oh. And people point out, like, no one was watching him then. Like, there's no reason. He has a, he has a genuinely smitten smile on his face yeah. when he's in the water after, like, it's... Yeah, like, in the she has already left. No one else is watching. There's no reason he shouldn't have, like evil villain grin. I, I believe that's just because Disney is making us believe it, not because he actually feels that way, but 
That's one argument I've seen that I'm like, I mean, you have a point. It's interesting, though, because his original plan, I think, was a longer game. Like, marry, kill off Elsa, and then there was no reason to kill Anna if he no. was already king. He just had to He do probably it. could have, like, fallen in love with her until it comes out that he killed her sister, and then that might have right. put a damper on But, like, marriage. I think if... Because he knew that, like, the true love's kiss wasn't going to work yeah. to heal Anna, so, like, the only other option for him was to get her out of the way. But, like, I, I think he could have at least tolerated Anna. I think he could have. For a while. Yeah. I don't think he's, like, incapable of love. I just think. He just a, he's a, he's a twisted little tool. There you go. Twisted yeah. little tool. Twisted little tool. Twisted little tool. We like him as a villain <laughs> in the character. And the real takeaway from this is Gaston. Gaston <laughs> is now the greatest ship that they have the best name easily. Seen. I know. Here I thought the greatest one was the crossover, DreamWorks, um, Jack Frost, and Elsa. I like that one a lot. Jelsa? I mean, I didn't say Jelsa, but I think some people call it. The, is what is your, their ship name? I don't know. I knew it at one point. Okay. I looked up a lot of things on Pinterest <laughs> okay. about this. And I was, like, very down for that one. But this might be better. Oh, there was another thing that people wanted to do where they're like, let's pretend that Jack Frost and Rapunzel had a the kid. Big four? Yeah, had a bit had a kid who was Elsa. And I was like, no. Rapunzel is with Flynn Rider. Right, Rapunzel doesn't get to be shit with anyone else because their relationship is too pure. Yeah, they are meant for each other. Like, for sure. Indisputable. <laughs> Got very mad when I saw that. Anyway, Gaston's. 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 We should talk about fan fiction and shipping at some point. Please. I mean, we could we could segue into that right now because obviously it's a thing that I have no experience with. Oh, no, with that, that's so sad. Like I just, it's just so. Does much it fun. does it really baffle you though <laughs> about me? Not, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird to me because like my sister was always. The one who's four years older, who did not seem like she hated me, uh-huh. um, would talk to me about like her various different shows, and she would talk about her ships. And little me was like, boats? And she was like, no, they're ships. And I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, short for relationships. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. So from like very early on, my family has always been very into fandom. Uh-huh. And so every now and then, I'll say something about like, yeah, I ship them. And people will be like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's weird that this is not part of someone's vocabulary. Like, it's becoming less common, though. Ships it's becoming... People less now common usually, for people not to understand. Yeah, people well. usually know what it is yeah. now. But, like, I think even two years ago I told someone, ships. And they were like, what? And it has been part of my life for a minimum of ten years now that uh-huh. people who don't get into it, I, I'm confused. Mm. I'm deeply confused by you. <laughs> Like, I can't imagine having a life that you don't waste on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> that you don't go on Pinterest and look up Jack Frost and Elsa <laughs> and look up all this fan art. Like, what What do you do with your time? <laughs> Be <laughs> productive. <laughs> you, like, cook meals. And learn like, new and skills. <laughs> learn guitar. Like, <laughs> like, so much fun. I don't... It's really hard to explain, though, because, like... There's fan art and there's fan fiction, so you've got to decide yes. which one you're in the mood for. If it's, like, okay. just before bed and you're like, I just want to scroll for a little bit, like, fan art. Yeah. But if you're like, I want to read, but I'm between books, or yeah. I'm just terrible, so I'm going <laughs> to go to the fan fiction, 
base. And there are two main websites. There's fanfiction.net. Which most people are like, no. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, these are those are the worst stories. That's your okay. that's your beginning step as that's, a writer. Yeah, that's like the intro, like you get your feet wet. And then there's archive of her own shortlisted to AO3. Yes. Which is like the classy fanfiction site. Yes. And even then, fanfiction is still very trashy. <laughs> it's so and it's amazing. <laughs> Almost everyone you click on, especially on AO3, there's like a warning page before you get the story that's like, this yeah. may have adult content. <laughs> Click if you're okay with that. And it's like, absolutely. <laughs> yes, <I am. laughs> like, it is more rare. Maybe not like rare per se, but like non-adult content throughout or like anywhere in the story is much harder to find. So much harder. Like, good <laughs> the fluff opposite. is very hard to find. And even then, it usually is like, Sexy fluff. A very, yeah, it's sexy fluff, and it's like a short little thing because you know that things probably progress. <laughs> so. Wait, so how, how explicit oh, are, very. We, are we talking? <laughs> Depends on the writer. Yeah. And you can look, like, they have different ratings. So they uh-huh. have, like, I don't, I'm not super familiar with AO3 because I usually, I don't bother. I'm just like, I'll just look, and if it sounds good, I'll read it. But, I know, in fan fiction, there was, like, K... K plus T and M, mm-hmm. so it is essentially G P G sure. PG thirteen and R. Um, usually, it's gonna be like PG thirteen slash T at the minimum. Mm-hmm. Absolute minimum. Absolute minimum. Yeah, and there are like content warnings before. Yeah. I mean, like responsible writers are yeah. called content warnings for mm-hmm. like flash ends. They put like, it for like. Anything, like any topic that's covered, anything that happens throughout, like specific. So yeah. it can be sort of spoilery, I guess. But like, they're very nice in that they let readers know what's coming. So yeah. it's not like you're going to read so, this and then be like completely caught off guard and blindsided by like a major character death. Right. So they you will can't put in the warning major that. character death. But it, it's a good time. A good time you gotta like... find something that you like really want to invest yourself yeah. in or even don't want to but you get sucked in anyway because uh-huh. that's how it always happens and you just gotta go in see what you find i had a friend that used to send me like really terrible fan fiction okay like there was some website i don't remember what it was but would do a roundup every i don't know if it was weekly or monthly it was like here's the worst thing we've seen <laughs> and they were like they were not good. No, and there's a really classic <laughs> Twitter account that just takes sentences from fanfiction. It's not necessarily about shaming fanfic writers for bad fanfics. It's just uh-huh. like taking like out of context ones that are funny. Like the most classic example is you mean the Chaos Emeralds chuckled Obama. Or Obama <laughs> chuckled. The Chaos Emeralds are from Sonic the Hedgehog. Like it's just it's just a good time. It's just fun. You get the a... most ridiculous like one of my favorite things is there are um, so many, like, artworks, and there's also a difference between, like, artworks and, like, manipulations. So artwork is, like, you know, people drawing or whatever, and manipulations are people, like, taking photos and editing them mm-hmm. a certain way to make it seem like something real mm-hmm. happened. There are ones for, like, Harry Styles and Obama. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Like, there's a picture of Obama in his office talking on the phone and it starts out like I told you to stop calling me and then below is Harry also on a phone being like then why do you keep picking up or something and it's just things like that and it's ridiculous but it's so good even when it's bad it's good 
Unless it's really bad, then it's just bad. But even then, you laugh at it. Yeah. No, I remember one of them was a Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails. Sonic the Hedgehog has quite the fan fiction <laughs> base. Yeah. Yeah. It is something else. Yeah, I didn't need the. I didn't need the. Uh, was it like Sonic then, Times Tales? Y- yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ship Sonic and Tails. Just for the record. <laughs> Tails the orange one. Tails the fox. The one with the tails. You think I know things about <laughs> Sonic? <laughs> Cut two tails and they act like a helicopter. So His name is Miles Tails per hour. Is he orange? Yes, he's a fox. I said that. He is an orange fox. The color that foxes typically are. Yeah, but it's Sonic. Like, hedgehogs aren't blue. Okay, yeah, like, <laughs> your justification of he's a fox. Like, okay, he could like, be green. That means the nothing. He's also red, which is not a typical echidna color. <laughs> so, I guess <laughs> Wait, so who are your ships? Just like in general? Yes. It's hard because. No, no it's hard because, like, <laughs> There are things that I'll ship, but I don't necessarily look up fan fiction for it. And I don't, like... So, there's, like, okay, there is, there are ships, and then there are crack ships. And crack ships are the ones that are, like, they don't work. They're just really fun to think about. Like, I can't think of a good crack ship Harry Styles and Barack Obama. Harry Styles and Barack Obama, yeah, that's a good connection. It's just like, no, but it's so fun. It's so great. I don't know, it's hard because, like, I found that I'll want to read fan fiction, but then I end, like, I can't think of a show that I feel that strongly about, like, characters being together, which sounds bad. Ships tend to be, like, ones that aren't confirmed canon yet. Mm -hmm. Like, the fandom really likes ships that aren't really confirmed. Yeah. But okay. maybe are hinted at. Like, there's a lot of Starco fan fiction. Starco yeah. is basically, like, they're yeah. together. But the other fan. one that's, like, surprisingly popular, though, Hawkeye and Coulson. Really? Really. It's a very popular thing. Okay. And I think a lot of people at first are, like, interesting. Not the pairing I came to read about, but it's, like, it's, it's a little side I'm compared to the entree. So and then you read it, and then you're like, oh, that was good. Yeah, was, and then you get fun. roped in, and that's how it goes. Oh no, I used to read. Oh my god, what are their names? It's from the the, the one hundred, um, Bellamy and Clark. I used to read that. But again, that's another like they aren't confirmed in the show, uh-huh. so people like to use fan fiction as like this is how it should happen. Okay. I love Stephen Tony. Steve Rogers, there are a Stark. lot of good Stephen Tony things. There is a lot of good Stony <laughs> fan fiction. It's I say from no experience, <laughs> having not looked it up at all. It's, I just really like it. They've got good stuff. I like that. I like anything Thor with anybody because they always <laughs> like Thor as amazing, and Thor can be with anybody. That's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah, he can make it work. Slash ships are very common. Slash is like same-sex relationships, mm. in case you were not aware. That is a thing that I was aware okay. of. Okay. I guess I could have just said, do you know what that is? Slash also just <laughs> tends to be like more explicit than other yeah. not hetero ships. Yeah. So it's more fun to read. Yeah. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. Good if you If you really want to get like in 
with the ships, they also have like character times reader. Oh, so like yeah. there's self inserts, but not for the author, for you, the reader. See, that's what I read more of, which sounds like. Is it like in bad. second person? I don't know. Actually, I never really read one. Yeah, it is. It's like it's weird though because every like I'm used to reading it enough. That you, you figure it out. But sometimes, like, the way they use the word you in a sentence, they'll use it, like, multiple times, but be referring to different yous. It's very confusing every now and then. You have to be like, wait. No, and it's, it's like a little guilty pleasure thing. You're just like, what would it be like if I dated Thor? And so <laughs> <laughs> you get to read a thing because Tell you're me. like, yeah, sure. Like, Thor and anyone with Thor is great, but <laughs> Thor and me would be better. <laughs> It's a fun time. So that's why I don't usually have, like, too many ships that I read about, because I'm a person who's, like, self-insert. I want that. I'm the opposite. I do not like the self-inserts. They're just... not always good. Some of them are very bad. <laughs> I feel like that's what makes it harder, because regular fan fiction, you can probably, like, even if it has flaws, it's, like, a decent story. It's like, it, it scratches the itch that you need scratched. You know, you're like, I want more of these characters. Yeah. And I want something that's just barely outside the purview of canon. Like, yeah. fan fiction is where your wildest dreams can be imagined. Yeah. That's what it's for. So there are some, like, really good fan fiction writers who keep everything, like, in the tone and characterization mm-hmm. of the original. And those are wonderful. And mm-hmm. I, like, genuinely save some of those for, yeah. for the fandoms that I like. Because they're very, very good. But fan fiction is more often for, like... What if this, um... What if Steve was pregnant with Tony's baby? (laughs) (laughs) Very popular. (laughs) And they adopt Peter Parker as their child, who is dating Deadpool. It's it's a good time. Peter Parker, Deadpool, very popular. Yeah, extremely. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have... I guess I wouldn't have imagined. Yeah. That's what fan fiction's for. They imagine it for you. You're welcome. Yeah. It's your homework. You have to find some fan fiction to read. Maybe we can tie it in with whatever the next movie is. Also, I looked up Gaston and Hans. I didn't find anything. They're like, who's the better villain or something? And I'm like, no, no, no. They have to be together. You have your own homework. (laughs) Can you draw? I can't draw. I can draw decently-ish sometimes. That's what commissions are for. <sighs> I know. Fan fiction is a wonderful... Fandom is a wonderful place. Not even just fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, the theories people come up with. Mm-hmm. I watched Pretty Little Liars for all seven seasons. It was very exhausting. But the number <laughs> of times you could like go on Tumblr and see everyone being like, okay, this person is A and here's Y. And then it's like paragraphs long. Uh-huh. So that's not even like a story. It's not artwork, but you get to like interact with other people and be like, I'm part of something. It's less of a story and more like a moment in time. Like imagine these two characters going to the grocery store together. Oh yes, those slice are slice like, of life. Pick slice of life. God, they're so good. <laughs> because you're already seeing other people like if they're superheroes, save the world or doing this. So you're like, God, I just want something obscenely domestic. I want um, to see someone just, like, make coffee in the morning, spill it, and then they have to go buy some paper towels to clean it up. Yeah, it's aggressively <laughs> simple. Or, like, falling asleep together art is really, yes. really cute. I'm a fan of falling asleep together art. Yeah, lots of good stuff. 
Of, like Sonic and Tails? Yeah, Sonic and no, Tails. No, well, see, there's like <laughs> the cutesy Fox. romantic falling asleep, and then there's like platonic falling asleep together. Mm-hmm. Those ones are usually like one character covering the other with a blanket. I'm also yeah. a sucker for that trope. Uh, <laughs> but I like I like both. Just not with Sonic and Tails. <laughs> not Sonic. <laughs> okay. She's really into the Harry Styles and Barack Obama. I <laughs> can't deny that I am, though. I am now. You are now? Yeah. Is there shipping her rock? I know what their ship name is. It should be I just see it and I'm like, God, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm too in awe to focus on anything else. What else? I wanted to talk. We talked about Hans's portrayal a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about Olaf too, just as a character. All right. <laughs> you sound <laughs> you, so. You excited. sound like you have some thoughts. I mean, I don't hate Olaf as a thing. Like after I saw the movie for the first time. I thought Olaf was fun. Yeah, my first thought was like, wow, you were not nearly as annoying as I thought you were going to be. And then he just kind of became that. He became, let it go, and Olaf became the face of Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. And they were shoved in your faces. The minions, which I've I've never seen. I've never seen Despicable Me, obviously. We didn't add (laughs) that to our canon list. I was like... (laughs) When will my life ever not have Olaf and Vivians? <laughs> and it's like, said the Baudelaire children. <laughs> no, see, I liked the Olaf because he had such, like, deadpan humor at parts. Like, mm-hmm. I loved the part where he was walking. He was like, oh, look at that. I've been impaled. <laughs> like, I just feel like that's not the kind of humor that you necessarily saw in Disney movies before. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, sure, but... I don't seem like it does not necessarily like, like deadpan, but like it seemed like a different kind of sense of humor. It's yeah. a step more sophisticated than I thought yeah. they were making because the number one joke they showed in the trailer yeah. was "Watch out for my butt." Yeah, when I'm like the snowman. I thought that yeah. was really funny. Oh. Actually, it's not that it like that was like the only thing they showed of him though. Okay. Yeah, so that's like I don't know, which is like fine, but yeah. It, they didn't show like the other things like it's not it's like not what's a the joke. name of the like smelly Sorry. creature over there I'm like that's Sven all right and the reindeer right. that's Sven. Sven even better I love when he's like oh okay well that that makes it easy he just yeah. like goes along with it yeah. in such like a subtle way instead of like oh my god they're both named Sven that's funny which I Disney like wouldn't do but also I feel Wait. like they might. Yeah, it's it's so weird because Olaf walks a very interesting line for me. I don't find him aggressively annoying unless he's in the movie. Unless he's in the twenty five. Yes, the short (laughs) short that no one likes. The featurette. Yes, the featurette. No one. Did you watch that in your downtime? I didn't. Okay. I I didn't actually go and search that out. Isn't it like Olaf something? Like I want to know how long it actually is. Because it felt very long. I think it's like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. I had it. I remember I checked my phone in the theater. I regret, like, I hate people who check their phone, even to check the time. And I did it. Because I'm like, (laughs) is this done? This featurette drove you to those lengths. Yeah, I was surprised that I found Olaf funny. It's usually, like, often the, like, comic relief characters will be too much. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, he felt important just because so much of the movie is really dark yeah it was nice to have that sort of character who wasn't he wasn't especially over the top like mm-hmm. his sort of dryish humor yeah. worked really well with it because if, yeah. if it had been super zany or whatever yeah. um and he he pushes that line a little bit sometimes but if he had been like that the whole time it would have been really jarring yeah. with the rest of the movie 
I don't know. I think I was surprised that I enjoyed Olaf as much as that I did. That is what most adults yeah. felt coming out of the theater. <laughs> like the kids, of course, were like, Olaf. I mean, not all of them, but like generally yeah. the kids liked Olaf. The kids liked Olaf like they liked Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think it also, one thing that I thought was funny when I saw it too is, you know, they're like, let's go find Hans. Who is Hans? This and, Hans. Yeah, this Hans. And you're like, oh, yeah. They, they mentioned Hans, like, before they met Olaf. That's funny. Like, I just was... thought it was, like, amusing that, like, they hadn't mentioned Hans since Olaf came up. And then it makes you think about it, like, oh, they didn't. And that's not, that's more of, like, a writing thing. It's not necessarily Olaf being funny. But I like that they, like, used him for that sort of a thing. But the delivery could have been, like, who is Hans? You know, just, like, an over-the-top sort sure. of, like... Not well, but like, who is this Hans? It's just like a funny way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Olaf. I just really liked that. Oh, look at that. I've been impaled. And I think, too, um, the line that some people are worth melting for is like really cute and emotional and sort of the heart of the film. And I like, I really like that line. I think that moment with Anna is really, Mm -hmm. is really good. Mm -hmm. Where then he, then he's like, just maybe not right this second. Yeah. Because he's actually melting. He's, like, comic relief and he's cutesy, but he never, like, does that too much. And so I thought that that was a good, like, showing feelings and emotions, I yeah. guess. And, like, having that heartfelt moment. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like in the short, it was intentionally trying to find heartfelt moments with Olaf, making him funny. They weren't organic. Uh-huh. It, no. no. It's not. Yeah. It felt organic in the movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. I liked the, um, in the cold... During his song about summer, mm-hmm. like in, in the cold is when you cuddle, and then in oh, yes. winter in Albia. Albia, summer in Albia. Yeah, yeah you I said winter. It. Yeah, I did. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a perfect human, believe it or not. <laughs> but me in summer, in Albia, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, and that was when I saw it, um, like opening night. That was a very popular. That was, that was a people popular liked one. that one a lot. It was it's a good, good lyric. Good. Although a lot of people claim In Summer is their favorite song. With and that, I just what? don't get. I know. Like, you're all entitled to your opinions. But no, they are also not. wrong. So. In Summer is probably the, like, it's not it a bad not song. Favorite. But I think it would, if I ranked them, it would probably be my least favorite. Absolutely. Like, all the reprises beat that. And even reprises, sometimes you're like, I don't want to hear this again. <laughs> like, it's good for the scene. But, like, you wouldn't listen to that, like, on its own. But the reprises will come up when I listen to the Frozen soundtrack, and I listen to them. I think In Summer is probably my least favorite song. Yeah. It's even put it as their favorite. I'm not good people. <laughs> it's not a jammer. No. What a what is your favorite song? Oh my god! <laughs> I like for the first time in forever. It's a good one. As we discovered, you like to sing Anna's parts, I and I like to sing Elsa's parts. Unfortunately, <laughs> complimentary. I hate it. That's unfortunately how we Okay, so the three I have are Do You Want to Build a Snowman, Love is an Open Door, and Let It Go. I think Love is an Open Door is my favorite. Just because I imagine, like, them flinging open the doors. It's a very good song to just, like, fling yourself around in the kitchen. <laughs> and that's very important to me. That's, I can see that. So it was for the first time in forever. It's more of, like, a sweeping through the kitchen. <laughs> Not, like, sweeping, like, the chore, yes. but just, like dramatic arm movements. Yeah. Love is an open door is like a 
flinging. I do really like the shot in Love is an Open Door of like their silhouettes on the sail. I just think it's really cool. I just, and I think I like, too, that, like, the entire thing is just, like, them having these really cute moments doing nothing. Like, granted, they're wandering around, but you see them, like, running in their socks in the hallway. Yeah, just it's just, like, like these cute little off. things. And the all my life has been a series of doors in my face, and then suddenly I bump into you. It's just, like, aw, it's cute. I don't know. It's all fake, but it's cute. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a good song. It's really catchy. And it would have been amazing. <laughs> Although I also like uh, the the troll song about the then being a fixer, fixer upper. upper. Yeah, it took me it took me a second. Yeah, it wasn't coming to me no. at all. But I really like fixer upper for no particular reason. Yeah. There isn't like a moment. Of... It's like generally it's there, but when it comes on, I'm like, yes. it, it. I forget about it, but it grows on me a little bit more with each each watch. Yeah. Like, some of the lyrics, like, uh, what is it, unmanly blondness. Yeah. And like, uh, you're, st- you're giving it a stretch there, but it's a good song. I like pear-shaped, square-shaped weirdness of his feet. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good that's one. Pretty good. And I like, um, the, and by the way, I don't see no ring. I don't know. I it's, it was yeah, a it's, a cute <laughs> it's a cute little thing. It's just a fun, like, happy little thing. All about fun and happy. Flinging <laughs> yourself <laughs> through the kitchen. Those are, like... Important factors for favorite Disney song. It's true. Yeah, I can. See Aside that. from villain, right? Yes. Either evil or fun. Flinging. No, if I have, I have like, I think I have two villain songs on my playlist. No, that's a lie. Also, I only have three. I like that Disney has a song called Hellfire. I know people are like, like whatever. Uh, Disney's so metal. <laughs> like, we're like Disney movies are for kids. People post pictures like clips of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Which is like, is it though? I don't know. Like, this is America. Notre Dame. I think I saw it. If you watch that, you have to watch Treasure Planet. I think I saw it in theaters when it came out. No. Because I'm old. No, I was probably still too young. My parents were probably like, if this kid cries, the whole theater's going to hate us. No, if we watch The Hunchback of Notre Dame, we have to watch Treasure Planet, which is one of my favorite Disney movies. I like Treasure Planet. It's like top five. Okay, I don't know that one at all. Oh my! God. I know nothing about it. It's unappreciated. Freaked out when I went to like a Disney art thing, and there were like two artworks for Treasure Planet. It does not get a lot of representation. No, I've never heard of it. I'm gonna bring it. It's <laughs> on the list now. <laughs> okay. Well, we've just about come to the next episode. So you didn't mention the trivia that I was like, this is the trivia you mentioned. Very famous. But I came in with one point because I knew that Anna's birthday was on the summer solstice. And that was a true fact. Okay. So I have one point. I get one point for using Siri to look up. It has to do with Frozen, so no No, okay, but the, the trivia that maybe you did come across and you just didn't feel it was important. You see Rapunzel. And Flynn is mm-hmm. there too, right? In the scene yeah. when they're walking into the castle from Tangled. No, I, didn't, I didn't. Really? People were freaking out about Everyone's that. like, is that Rapunzel? People were so excited. Yeah. And they, and I've like, never seen Tangled. So. Okay. So you wouldn't recognize her. But, but still, like, like, it seems like in your research, across. you'd be like, oh, it turns out there's like, a quick little cameo. Um, the animators too, like people who worked in Rapunzel didn't know that the Frozen people were planning that cameo. Yeah. So they were also caught off guard that's by it when fun. they saw it. I know. They were like, that's our girl. Like, I just, it's, it's just really nice. 
It's a really fun cameo. Rapunzel. Yeah. Rapunzel. See? There she is. Yeah, different hair yeah, than you would think of I bet you're wondering but. how that happens. Yeah. I'm, Having never seen have Tangled. a story for you. <laughs> By story, we made a movie. But yeah, they're walking in. Published. Yeah, there. they are. And that's the one thing that I expected you to do. <laughs> and you let me down. I had one job. Yeah. You had one. And didn't do it. Didn't so. do it. Well, there we go. There we go. Well, we both knew that, so points are still in Hallie's favor. You, get, you got any other Frozen trivia? I even got a point for knowing that it was the best-selling Blu-ray of all time. Yeah, you did. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Let's look at our list of movies and choose one. All right. So, now that I've seen Frozen... What would be a good movie that we decided while all of this was cut out? Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. That was not synchronized. You were supposed to be on my level. <laughs> I started it. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to. I thought, I thought you were going to be like, I started. Kristen oh, no, I did all of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I jumped in. Okay, so why Pirates of the Caribbean? Let's do, well, let's well, do guess, an intro for the pirates. I think tone, it's darker than Legally Blonde and Frozen, <laughs> which are very, like, oh, okay. bright and cheerful. So I think it's fun to just, like, we'll throw some. Not that, like, pirates isn't also fun. Okay. Right, not that it's, like, edgy or anything. Like it's, just, it's just, like, a little more serious, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, so I think that is a good just to, like, shake up the types of movies we're watching. Okay. Yeah. Before we get into the movies that are... Good, but maybe not as like culturally informative yeah. on the on the pop culture level. Like Black yeah. Pearl is really good. It's everyone, a movie, but it's also who like Jack Sparrow is yeah, just very very prominent. Yes, it's and it's a good movie. I like. It's also, this is the movie that like because when I saw it, I thought Kira Knightley was older because she was one of those things like I was little. I was like I don't know what did it, did it say two thousand three. Yeah, that sounds right. Two thousand three. Oh my god, I wasn't even in the double digits of age and she just seems so much older than me and so i constantly think that kira knightley is like older than she is but she was like 17 in that movie okay she was yeah yeah she was like super young so she seems like she's been around forever because to me she has been and so i feel like she should be older than she is okay which is not like a reason to watch this movie Kristen is very young (laughs) you yeah it was everywhere for a while. Everyone knows Captain Jack Sparrow. I've I've heard of Captain Jack Sparrow. Even you have heard of Even Captain I. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. But you have heard of him. Yeah. That is a deliberate when you see the movie, line. You'll, you'll get know. it. You'll get it. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll keep that in mind. All right. So for next week or whenever this comes out. Whenever <laughs> it is. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Thank you for listening.